Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Believe in Commanders. This is Anthony from the original 1-3. On this episode, I'm joined by Clarence Hill Jr. He is with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram down here in the DFW area. He covers the Dallas Cowboys. Now, now mind you, recorded this prior to their game against the Packers. So we talked a little bit about that, talked about some of the head coaches uh, and the GM candidate that were uh, linked to the commanders and a little bit of playoff talk as well. So please enjoy and thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good one. What's up, commanders fan? You see on the other side, that is not Brian Murphy. That is uh, the wonderful Clarence Hill Jr. He's hanging, hanging out with me. He's with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's been covering the Dallas Cowboys since... 1997. That is a long time ago. Uh, I think what was what songs were on the radio like the train, uh, all that whoop, um, all of those tag team back again. Clarence Hill Jr. Man, appreciate you joining me. How you doing, sir? I'm well, man. How are you doing? I appreciate you having me, and then congratulations on your show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I I'm doing all right. It's cold down here. You see, I'm extra bundled up, two jackets a beanie and everything. And Commanders fans, I know y'all wondering, why do I have somebody on here that's covering Dallas Cowboys, the most hated team in Washington? Claire, do you understand how much Commanders fans, how much Washington does not like Dallas? Oh, yeah, of course. I understand that. But, you know, I I understand the history. I understand that a lot of Cowboy fans are watching as well. And and they're loud, too. The Cowboys fans in Washington, they, they walk down the street with jerseys on and on any day. They, they don't care, but it is what it is. So yeah, they they don't they almost didn't accept me because I'm I'm from Dallas. I'm like, damn, I'm on y'all side now. I'm like I'm on the team now. So yeah, history of former Cowboys going to Washington. Yeah, but you know, I I didn't I didn't get to Dallas. I didn't get to Washington as a former Cowboy, a former Desperado. Now, remember, I didn't go to Dallas first. So I went through right. Miami to get to Dallas but right. to, to get there. But anyways, uh, we got him on the show, Mr. Clarence Hill Jr. is on the show because Washington is cleaning house, and they have made a hire at the GM position, but uh, still want to talk about this, this gentleman anyways, and we're going to talk about the interview request that, that Washington has put out. They, they want to talk to Dan Quinn, and they want to talk to Will McClay Jr., now, uh, Will McClay, Will McClay, VP of Pro Personnel with the Dallas Cowboys. He's been doing a great job with the draft. Um, Clarence, what do you think? Do you think that Will would would even take that interview? He, obviously, they just filled that position, but assuming he gets other other message requests, do you think he'd take those interviews? Yeah, so the, the thing with Will, Will has been a hot name for years now. And, you know, the job he's done since taking over the Cowboy Scouting Department. He's been a hot name for years. He has turned down opportunities in the past because uh, of his kids. You know, and his kids divorced and his kids in high school and 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 he didn't want to leave his kids. And, you know, it's a question because, you know, at some point those offers are going to stop coming. And, and if you ever want to run your own shop, and he does a great job in Dallas, um, he, he's valued, his, his opinion is valued. He's, he's basically runs the scouting department pro and college scouting. He's a got a title of a assistant vice president and, and 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 all that other stuff but jerry jones is the gm yeah and and stephen jones is the top personnel guy and as long as they name jones those are the jobs they're going to have and if he wants to go somewhere else and be the gm and, and be the so-called final decision maker it will have to be somewhere else i mean his, his, his input is value but ultimately the book stops with jerry jones 
Yeah, that is that's that's a fact, and that's what that's one thing that everybody knows just about the Cowboys brand that it's going to be a Jones at the top, and then you can get up to only so far in the in the organization. But I, put, folks don't know when I said I mentioned I played for the Desperados. The coach was Will McClay, right? And and he used to you know be able to he was a scout for Dallas at that time, and he was trying to get players onto Dallas, and they didn't they didn't take a lot of us. It didn't take a lot of us, and they, I guess I'm the one that got away. But um, shoot, do you, do you think he uh, any other positions or GM positions in this cycle right now could would be given Will a holler? Well, I mean, you know, he, he the Commanders have, have, have made contact, you know, yeah. as well as not the Commanders, excuse me, the Panthers have made contacts as well as the Commanders, you know, and, and so you know there are other GM opportunities open that are out there, you know, and we'll see where it goes. But I know, you know. Right off the bat, it was it was Washington and the Panthers who had, who had made inquiries into yeah. Will McClain, at least made the form of request. And then, you know, we, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, again, you, you look at the cycle, the Patriots are looking for one. Uh, I think the um, the Chargers are looking for one. Uh, and, and, and those things are wide open. And so uh, when you start going down the list, you know, it don't take long to get to a guy like Will McClain, somebody I need to talk to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, out of those ones that are open, which one do you think for you? If you had to take a job, which one do you think is sweet for you? Uh, the ones that are left open, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to work. Everything we're hearing out of out of Carolina, I don't know if anybody wants to work for Tepper. Mm, that's a bad thing to have that early. You know, I don't you know ain't had the team that long. You know, um, you know the, the good situation is, is, is the Chargers. I mean, Chargers, are, you got a quarterback in place, and you, you put some pieces around them, you have a chance to win. And, yeah. and and the goal is to win. Yeah, always. you want know, to you know you want to go to a situation where you you have a chance to win and 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 put your stamp on the franchise. And I think that that the Chargers are are the ideal spot when people look at things. Okay, they got a quarterback yeah. and having puts a piece around them. We you know we got a chance to win. There's not no total rebuild process. And you know those rebuilds. You know sometimes you, you're rebuilding for ten years. Yeah. That is true. That is true. We talk. About, I'm gonna get your your opinion because you you know you know ball. Washington is picking two, and and there's obviously big needs at quarterback, but then there's some perennial could be a, like a Tyron Smith just lock down a left tackle position for the next 10, 12 years. What do you think Washington should do with that too? I mean, we we all know that 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 you just go back and they could have Herbert. Yeah. I mean, you you fix the quarterback position, you fix a lot of problems, you know. And I yeah. and I know that they they got chased, and 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 he's no longer there, you know. And and, and listen, we 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 know how valuable pass rushers and left tackles and everybody else is, but you got to fix the quarterback position. If there's a quarterback that you feel that can fix the position, you got to take the quarterback. You know, yeah. that's that's been Washington's problem for how, how however long. When have they had a a Franchise quarterback. Let's let's go back. What's left in that franchise quarterback? They, they, the last one they say is what Kirk Cousins. They, but he wasn't because they never committed to him, and that's why he left. Yeah. What, what did they had the guy to call? That's my guy, and we're building around him, Can't and he's gonna be it. our guy. Can't call it. I cannot you know, call it. You know, it, it, you know, it was Robert before he got hurt, and it was Kirk. But you know, it was draft. But but outside of that, you know, and both of them had short lived tenures there. You yeah. know, they have not gotten the quarterback position right. You yeah. know. And, and you know I'm in Dallas, and, and it's funny that that Washington spent resources on quarterback. They got Kirk and, and Robert in the same draft. They tell you how committed they were to getting the quarterback, 
and the Cowboys fell into Romo. Yeah. Who's an undrafted free agent and, and, and essentially fell into that. Yeah. Know, it was a fourth round pick after they tried to get three other guys in front of him. I mean, you, you got to have good scouting. You got to yeah. have good, you know. Good, good scouting and good luck. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks Cleveland has gone through. Man. You know, and, and, and how many times they draft. I mean, you you know, you can scout guys, and as we all know, and, and I say pick a quarterback, and we all know how many quarterbacks have failed at the top of the draft for the last few years. Yeah. But, but you still have to try to get the quarterback position right. You yeah. cannot, you know, you can't pass on Herbert for a defensive end. Yeah. 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 There's a whole, there's a, there's so many storylines to that pick where it's just like, well, do you want to get a hometown kid if he's there? Because now with Marvin Harrison Jr. saying he's coming out, that now is he going to be the first overall pick? Uh, shoot, but you got receivers. I mean, I mean, I know Marvin. I do, you know, I do you know got receivers. You can't, you can't pass on the quarterback for a receiver. They pass it to everybody. Hey, it, it gets to the point because I'm look, I looked at the the statistics. I mean, I've given up 60 sacks, and and Sam Howell threw the ball to like. Five different receivers had over 300 yards receiving. You go back to Kansas City during Eric Bieniemy's days, top two receivers was Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. The next closest had 500 yards. So I'm wondering, is that quarterback change going to up, up those numbers that much, right? Or is it the biggest thing to address those 60 sacks? Because oh, no, we got to deal with you got to oh. deal with Michael Parsons. You got to deal with the Eagles. You got to deal with Kayvon Thibodeau. You you do, but you but you can you you can you can do both, but you got to get the quarterback position right because again, you know I don't know if it drafted a tackle fixed those sixty sacks, but decision making, you know you sometimes you know you look at your quarterback and the quarterback and you know his ability to move in the pocket, get rid of the ball can can also help uh, with those sixty sacks. You know yeah. the scheming can help with those sixty sacks. There, there's a lot of there's a lot that went into those sacks that that they're more than just the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, and then it does take some film breakdown. You got to watch the whole season to really get the story. It's right. easy. It's easy to say the O line is sorry, and frankly, they didn't perform well. But then when you see that Sam Howell held the ball the longest, then you got to say, "Hey, get the ball out quicker." So everything feeds into it, and, and then obviously not being able to run the ball well is 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 another thing. Uh, but let's switch to that head coaching position, all right? So really, Washington, you already know they got Eric Bieniemy in the building. Uh, but then this, the ownership group, Harris's ownership group with, with Bob Myers, Rick Spielman, they, they put out plenty of requests, uh, and Dan Quinn is one. So starting uh, with Dan Quinn, he said he's going to take these in. He's going to take these uh, interviews. And he's going to go on that, that that tirade and try to find a job. You think Jerry's going to let him get out of Dallas, though? Well, I mean, I, I think that there's nothing Jerry can do about it. You know, no. you know Dan Quinn has been, been is, is tried to be selective, you know, former coach of Atlanta. Um, he's been a head coach before, you know, uh, he likes it in Dallas and he's been selected. He's been on this circuit the last couple of years and people have looked at him and, and, and he's chosen to come back to Dallas and Jerry's giving him a raise and done things to keep, to make incentivize him to stay in Dallas. But, you know, again, it's just like I was talking about with Will. I mean, at some point you got, you got to move, you know, if, yeah. if that's, if that's what you ultimately want to do. And he wants to be a head coach again. And, you know, he's been choosing about the jobs, but you know, this time there there there's some nice jobs out there to take, and I it's one thing to turning down, a, you know, say Carolina with the owner or 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 Arizona with, with their crazy you know ownership. It's another thing you got the Washington franchise with with the premium pick with the new ownership group is is a prime place to want to go, uh, and and he's you know again a hot name on the market. The Titans have requested to speak with him. The, the Commanders, the Panthers, the Chargers, and that's even not even considering the fact that. He's the odds-on favorite to go back to Seattle. 
You know, he's the uh, architect of the Legion of Boom. Now that Pete Carroll's out, you know, when, when Seattle starts making their moves for a, a coach, and let's be honest, one reason why they pushed Pete Carroll out, and they did push him out, was probably because they saw this team looking at Dan Quinn and say, if we want to get Dan Quinn, we need to go do it now. You know, and, 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 and you know, he has connections there. So yeah. uh, you know, I don't think there's anything Jerry can do to keep him, and I think that Dan Quinn is going to take one of these jobs, most likely Seattle. Yeah, you think that was Al Harris the next DC then? His name has been out there too, right? A lot of people have been pushing Al Harris because of the success of the cornerbacks, but the the next man under Quinn has been Joe Witt Jr. People keep overlooking Joe Witt Jr. And I think Joe Witt will be the DC in Dallas or the DC with Dan Quinn, wherever he goes. Okay. All right. All right. And Al has done a hell of a job with those DBs. Yeah, he does a great job with DBs. And I don't know if, if, if being doing a great with the DB, doing a great with the cornerbacks makes you the defense coordinator yeah. because Joe Witt is actually the defense of secondary passing. He's actually the passing game coordinator on defense. He's one of the mm. outlining the passing game, uh, defensive passing schemes on defense. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, and then that's definitely Joe Witt will get the, will get the job. Um, Eric Bieniemy, your opinion? What do you th- do? You do you think he's done enough to get a head coaching gig this go round? Should he be the guy in, in Washington? What do you think? I, I think he's done enough. Period. You know, not just this go round, but done enough. You know, in his time in Kansas City, and I think that if you talk to anybody in Kansas City, they've missed Eric Bieniemy. His team, he the accountability that he brings, they miss him. Yes. Bad. You know, you, can see, it, you so, can see it all over the all over the field. You yeah, see it. So sometimes, you know, everybody gets caught up with excellent nose. It's about you, you want a leader, you want a guy that's gonna hold your team accountable. You know, he's an old school guy who 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 was gruff and you know and, and lets you know uh it's my way of the highway, so to speak. And and but but he holds team players accountable. You know, that's one thing that I really didn't like coming out of Washington in training camp when I think Rivera threw him under the bus by talking about how the players were coming to me talking about how tough Eric Benamy was. You guys have been losing. You guys won four games. What, what are you talking about? What are you complaining about? Our guy being tough. We brought him in here to change things, change the culture. And you, and you and for him to legitimize complaints by, quote, unquote, a losing team and players from a losing team by bringing to the media, that, that was just a horrible move. And, and, and it just really, and it really uh, was not a good look for Rivera. And certainly it didn't. You know, it, it didn't help bode well to help Benemy do his job, which he was yeah. brought in here to do. Uh, you know, I, I never thought it was a good fit for him to come there just because it was a no-win situation. You, you got a new own ownership. I mean, let's be honest. The new ownership is going to want to hire their own people. They should have that right to hire their own people. They come in and they want to have a fresh look at everything, and they want to bring in their own people so everybody can be lockstep in unison. Like they just hired a GM, and they want the GM – uh, to pick the coach. And so everybody's on the same page going forward. And to hire somebody that's already there was hired by somebody else, I don't know if that's, you know, what they want to do. I don't know if that's the ideal uh, plan and environment you want to start sure. out in. Certainly I think he'll get an interview just because, you know, you have to talk to him. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't know. I just think that they want to start afresh, uh, and, and rightfully so, uh, yeah. with the new ownership, with the new GM uh, in Washington. Yeah, I, I figured similar thoughts with you, but I was like, hey, at least you have one year of auditioning with the tools that are in the building, right? right. And and it's been difficult to kind of to judge what his season has been like 
because you do have you have the the chattering from the media, uh, which I, I I wish that Ron Rivera would have clarified because he right. just said people complained, but I'm like that was had to be from June, that had to be from like back in May because I already know what it is when you first get on the field and the coach turns it up and you're like whoa, you was just high fiving right. and hugging me two weeks ago now you whoa you know you learn what the league is like and and you're right Washington has no no right to want to complain about how things are done when somebody come in with hardware on their fingers. If you walk in there with Super Bowls and you tell me to do a handstand down the stairs, I'm I'm going to show as hell try. Right. And because you that's the winning. But uh the the this this team is when when you saw the production with Sam Howell, it was it was shaky. But when Jacoby Brissett got in there, they looked really good. So it, to me, it's like, man, which you, it's hard to decide. What are you going to get from from him as as the OC? But I, I think that he's done a hell of a job. He should get a job somewhere, if not in Washington. I've been pushing for it to be in Washington, but I think you're right. They, they may go elsewhere since they are they are doing their due diligence uh, across the board. Yeah, no, no doubt. Like, you know, I'm I'm a fan of being me, and I know him personally. Yeah, and uh, I would love for him to get that opportunity. Again, I think he's done enough. If you look at you know, the guys that he replaced in Kansas City, you know, and, and, and Peterson and Nagy and, and those guys who got head coach jobs based on the work that he in Kansas City, I think, was wrong mm-hmm. for him to have to take a lateral move to prove himself. Yeah. Those guys didn't have to do it. And 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 he had done just as much more. And, and now that he's gone and Matt Nagy went back that he was a failed head coach, mm-hmm. went back and replaced him, and, and it's not the same uh, yeah. in, uh, in Kansas City because his leadership, his accountability matters. So, um, you know, again, I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets the opportunity. If not in Washington, uh, somewhere else, I, I think he's done enough, and I think he's worthy of that. And so we'll see how that goes. I love it. I love it. Now, last bit, obviously, playoffs coming up. Big game down there in Dallas. The Packers, Matt LaFleur, former Washington coach, heads down to Dallas to face the Cowboys. What do you think? I mean, is there a lot of pressure on McCarthy? Right now, especially with it being his former team and, and you know Dallas needing to basically get to the Super Bowl to have some success. Yeah, I, I don't think there should be, but this is Dallas and this is Jerry Jones and there's all of that already outside chatter of, you know, if if, if Mike doesn't win, they're going to bring in Bill Belichick. Well, I don't know why anybody wants to bring in Bill Belichick without Tom Brady because he ain't the same guy. But uh, and, and we've seen the mess they've had on the field the last few years. Uh, uh, and – Mike McCarthy going 12 and 5, 12 and 5, each of the last three years. No Cowboys coach has ever done that. He won four games last year without a starting quarterback, which we all seen this year across the league. When you lose your starting quarterback, you really don't win. And so yes. he's done a great job with the culture, great job with consistently building a winner, winning, winning two division titles in three years. So they're going 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. Uh, Mike McCarthy has done a great job. But as we all know, the, issue, the thing in Dallas is what they're going to do in the playoffs. You know, and if they go one and done, I'll bet you're off. But I do think they should be the favorite to beat Green Bay. They are the better team. Green Bay is nine and eight. They're a young team, young quarterback, and his first playoff experience. Uh, the Cowboys are at home. They're sixteen and zero at home since the start of the 2021 season. Uh, they play the best football at home. You know, and 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 because of the win against Washington and the and the creating of the Eagles at the end of the season, they were able to win the division and get the number two seed. So the chance they could have two home games before possibly having to go to San Francisco for the NFC Championship game if they get that far. So, but that's the goal. I mean, you know, there's pressure to win. There's, there's innate pressure to win. He came to Dallas not to win division titles. He came to Dallas to win the Super Bowl and take them to the Super Bowl. 
that's been, you know, the charge. And so he understands that. He, he's done a good job. I think he's been cooking. And personally, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and you, and you tell me, this mm-hmm. is the first time Dak has been in an offense that hasn't been – uh, that that didn't have like a two three coach back maybe like a Jason Garrett influence, right? right. This is the first time in his career, and, and I, as a player, you study people's tendencies, and I always felt that in his previous offenses, they fell back to his same tendency, so people could catch up to it. So the way that he's cooking now with McCarthy and everything looks new, the way that they're getting C.D. Lamb in favorable positions to get open every single time when they want to. Dallas is going to be dangerous. And if they get those two games and get to go get that rematch uh, with San Francisco, it's, it's going to be an exciting time uh, in this city for sure. So uh, yeah. I know you got to get rolling, though. So I don't want to keep you any longer. No, I appreciate it. And, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I got a, a Mike McCarthy press conference, our Friday press conference coming up. But but you're right, Dak is cooking. Uh, he and McCarthy, you know, they they have a bond in this new offense, how they he's changed things after letting Kellen Moore go. Uh, you know, they, they've hit the right notes together. And Mike McCarthy is calling great plays. And Dak Prescott is as confident as he's ever been in the offense and understanding of the offense. He has total command of his offense. Uh, and his relationship with CD, they're, they're the best uh, quarterback receiver duo in the league. And, and they've shown that, you're, uh, you know, week in and week out. Uh, it's going to be tough to stop those two. But the good news is, is that, you know, Brandon Cooks is not just uh, – CD Brandon Cooks has eight touchdowns this year, and it's a, a, a number of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, big touchdowns in, in you know late in games because Dak has trusted him. And he's a veteran who's done it before. You know, you know when you got thousand yard seasons on four different teams, that just tells you you produce. And, Very and much that's, so. That's what Brandon Cooks brought to this team. You know, and, and to replace Michael Gallup as the number two receiver, a compliment to CD Lamb. So, uh, the, the, you know, we, so much was talked about Michael Parsons and the defense coming into the season. But the Cowboys are going to go how this offense goes with Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and Mike McCarthy. Let me let me ask you one one last one about my boy uh, Osa Odigazua. He's having a hell of a season, man. What do you, what do you think about my guy? Yeah, no, we love Osa, and everybody loves Osa. What he's done, you know, uh, I, I don't know if any, many people knew much about him coming out of college and the type of player he was, third round pick. Uh, but he's developed into a nice three technique. You know, and, and he compliments what Micah and D Law do on the outside. If they had one more Osa, they'd be dangerous. You know, you know, mm-hmm. they 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 need an, another guy up the middle. But what Osa's done, the way he's developed as a pass rusher as well as a run stop at the middle of the field, and a great kid uh, on top of that, I know Osa, Osa's on the rise. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a guy to pay attention to, Commanders fans. I don't know if he's gonna leave Dallas or nothing, but I'm just saying. Good young, talented player. Uh, y'all can check out Clarence at Clarence Hill Jr. on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but man, he knows his stuff. Uh, he's a Q dog. Uh, he is a uh, UT Longhorn as well. Uh, yeah, he got it all over there. So, anyways, man, I appreciate you for coming on, my man. Y'all be good. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on the next one. All right, thank you, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.